Conference championship weekend has come and gone. The Lions have died by the sword. The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl despite not scoring any points in the second half. We are going to talk about all that and more coming up on The House Call. What is up, everybody? Welcome back into the Gridiron segment. My name is Kyle. I am joined, of course, by Justin, Sammy, and Ricardo. We are going to be talking all about the insanity that was Conference Championship Weekend. Before we get to that, though, I've got to shout out our amazing sponsor at Vivid Seats. Look, all that's left is the Super Bowl, but I have good news. There's more sports than football out there, people. I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking about hockey. They're in full swing, and I know you've got a favorite team, and I know that you can use the link in our description to go to Vivid Seats. Save yourself even more money on the best ticket-buying platform on the market. We are talking about guaranteed seats, some of the most ridiculous prices you will see. So get your butt in a seat using Vivid Seats. Thank you to Vivid Seats for sponsoring this episode now. We've got to dive right into it. The Detroit Lions ended up, you know, going out the way they got in. Being very, very aggressive. That Dan Campbell mentality, die by the sword. And they certainly died by the sword, leaving two field goals on the board when, you know, just just or just run the damn ball. Like we'll get we're, we're gonna get into all of that. But first, I wanna run just this question by everybody in the group. Is the Campbell mentality sustainable for the Lions' future? Uh, I'll go ahead and start first because I do think one thousand percent you can go with this. Go with this moving forward for Dan Campbell. Okay, you made it to the NFC Championship game, and the Lions, by doing what Dan Campbell does and being aggressive, led to an NFC Championship appearance. Two playoff wins after not having a single playoff win in what was it like thirty plus years? It was ridiculous. It, and and think about the talent that has been on Detroit, like a, the Barry Sanders, the Matthew Staffords, the Calvin Johnsons, Hall of Famers, and it's led to absolutely nothing. Well, now things have changed. Now guess what? Jared Goff did what Matthew Stafford couldn't. And he won playoff games and he reached the NFC Championship credits to Jared Goff. But you want to know how, you know, defining that culture is in Detroit. Ben Johnson's not leaving. He's not leaving. And he that's, was going to be, huge. he's going to, he was going to be one of the most highly touted head coaches in the entire NFL. And he says, I'm not leaving because y'all aren't giving me the money I deserve. And, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people thought he'd go to Washington, maybe Seattle. I thought Seattle was a no-brainer if I was Brian Johnson. I would have definitely 1,000% gone to Seattle. And with the possibility of coaching a, a new quarterback, along with Geno Smith, who has shown flashes of greatness. I mean, point blank period, there's no reason to be upset with Dan Campbell as much as people are being upset at him with. You said it, Kyle. He lived by the sword, but he was going to die by the sword. Now, I will say this. That second that second uh, fourth down try, I, de I definitely think he should have taken the points. That was the one thing I would have been like, okay, like, come on. But 24 to 10, I and he's going for it on fourth and two on the opponent's side of the ball, and your defense has been playing well. Why wouldn't you go for it and put the foot on their neck? I would, that was 1000% a choice. I was like, you know what? This is what they've been doing all year long. And they've converted on fourth down. Like, I think the number is like 75% of the time. Their offense is legit. 
on top of the fact on that on that fourth down, Josh Reynolds dropped the ball. And two playoff wins, Josh Reynolds has been huge for them. So, quite frankly, it was just an anomaly what had happened to the to the Detroit Lions. I think Dan Campbell deserves some blame for maybe going being a bit too aggressive, but that's what got them to the NFC Championship game in the first place. I don't think we should I don't think we should question Dan Campbell. I don't think we should, you know, um bring down Dan Campbell as much as he has been brought down and throughout the media. People are talking about, "Oh, is it oh, is it sustainable for the future?" Damn it. He went to the NFC Championship game. What are we doing here? He won two playoff games after Detroit hasn't been to a hasn't won a playoff game in 30 plus years. Why would you want to fire that kind of guy? Now, if they regress, he's in the hot seat maybe, maybe a little bit. But the but quite frankly, Detroit has turned a new leaf in their franchise, okay? And they're going to be back here. I know Dan Campbell says, "Oh, this could be our only shot." I think, you know, that's a mentality of which he was thinking this is really hard. Winning is hard in the NFL. Okay. Not a lot of teams win and it's not even for real. You know, think about all the frauds that we have, have seen in the NFC and the AFC and the lines stood head and shoulders above those teams. So congrats to the lines for even making it this far. I think they deserve a ton of credit. Um, no, there should not be a question right now about Dan Campbell and his and how, if this is sustainable. An NFC Championship appearance right now should be enough so far. Oh, a thousand percent. And I saw a very interesting stat of the Lions converted on fourth down at a significantly better percentage than Michael Badgley was able to kick from the range they were at. Like... And historically bad percentage for Michael Batchley from from that distance, I do have to say. So I absolutely understand the idea of going for it. My big beef is, and Ricky, you touched on this beautifully in one of the shorts that you did, but the fact that you don't run the ball when you have David Montgomery just tearing up the 49ers front all day. Like he was having a game. I, I don't even remember what it was, but Ricky, I'm going to throw it to you because you definitely covered the whole run the damn ball thing. What were your thoughts about, you know, the Detroit Lions dying by that sword? Well, to answer the question about the is it sustainable for the future first? Um, yeah, I mean, the Lions are are a hell of a talented team. You know, they're a hell of a talented group. They're going to they're going to be around for a while, but. Man, when it's the NFC title <laughs> and you're a franchise, and, and I did I did kind of throw this in there in my short, a franchise that is not used to winning and has not been that close in 50-something odd years, that's that's two generations worth of <laughs> of lives, you know, that that seen the Lions go through hell. Man, yes, are they gonna be back? They'll be back, they'll be back in the playoffs, but man, teams get better. The Packers are going to get better. Jordan Love is going to get better. That's in your own division. The Eagles, are, well, are they'll, they'll probably be there. The Cowboys are going to be there. When you're that close, okay, there is situational football. And then I mentioned it. There's there's stupid football. I didn't like it when he when they did it against the Cowboys earlier in the year uh, in the, in the two-point conversion situation when they went for it and went for it and went for it and again and again and again. 
But there's a difference between the regular season and the freaking NFC title game, man. It just, it almost felt reckless. It really did. And I get it. This is what they've been doing. And I get the percentages and all that. But, man, that's what you got the kicker for. I mean, that's, that's like, this is their one job is to nail that field goal. Okay, so... I mean, do I? Yeah, I. It, it didn't. It didn't sit well with me, man. I mean, of course, you know, if if Josh Reynolds catches the ball, they're a freaking hero. But it's there's no guarantee that you're scoring. You're even going to score a touchdown on that drive anyway. You know, if it wasn't a goal, it wasn't a goal to go situation. It was you're going for it for a first down. You're not going for the end zone there in that one play. It just, man, it just felt so reckless to me. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't, again, Josh Reynolds dropped the ball, but if you do go for it, I mean, David Montgomery was freaking destroying and shredding that defense, man. Six yards of carry. And man, I'm just sitting there on both tries too. We haven't even gotten to the second, the second try yet. You know, we're just talking about the first one. (laughs) You know, but I just feel like the field goal there was the right play. You're going score for score. I mean, San Francisco, they did come out pretty fast in that first drive back in the, in the second half, but you stopped them. You just go score for score the rest of the way. You have a 17-point lead, man. You're 30 minutes away from the Super Bowl, and you leave the door open for these guys, and then everything that every bad thing that can happen freaking happened, man. It was just a... Goddamn snowball effect after that, and it just oh, felt like within a blink of an eye, the 49ers were back in the damn game. And 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 when it was tied, it didn't even feel tied. It felt like the Lions were down freaking ten points at that point. You know, it so from a, it it went from a score of twenty four to ten to tied at twenty four in the span of about six minutes. Like that's how long it took. And that's exactly called, that's called momentum. Go ahead, Ricky. Yeah, I mean, it really, again, the momentum, it just, God, man, that was fast. <laughs> that was fast. But, man, the swing, I mean, it was, what, midway through the third quarter? So, I mean, you keep your 17-point lead midway through the third quarter. You keep that three possessions. You keep the Niners guessing of, damn, we still haven't, half the quarter's gone. We're still down three possessions, and we have not put a dent in this lead yet. You see what I mean? You keep the morale of your team high. We still are. We're holding on to this 17 point lead. It just felt like, man, you know, when Josh Reynolds dropped that ball, it just felt like, oh, man, here we go. You know, here we freaking go. And sure enough, I mean, that freaking hurt me, man. I'm, You know, and I'm not a, a Lions fan by any means, but man, that freaking hurt me. Um, it just felt reckless, guys. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Safe to say I didn't like it. No, not one bit. And the th- I mean, the other thing that I, you know, I look at with this game is, as, and it, it happened as soon as Josh Reynolds dropped that ball. I was like, mm, Lions are the younger team and it's showing. They did not, they frankly didn't know how to operate in the position that they were in because they were given no chance going in. I think it was like seven and a half at, at the, at the close. It, it just felt like 
as soon as they got out to that huge lead, they just didn't know what to do anymore. They, they didn't know how to conduct themselves in that position because I don't think they even imagined they would be in that position. Uh, Justin, I know you got thoughts about, about this NFC title game. No, y'all hit it in the head with one word, and that's momentum. I have this huge saying about this NFL season. Show me who outperformed in the second half. I'll show you who won the game. And more than likely, this playoffs have shown whoever wins the second half has been shown to win the game. But there's another key word that y'all brought up, and that's experience. There was a great graphic that showed up in the first quarter of that game where the 49ers, as a current roster, played over 70 postseason games and the current Lions rostered played seven as a whole team as a whole 53 man roster so the Niners are literally built for this kind of moment they are built for the bright lights they are built for postseason playoff football the Lions weren't expected to be in this point None of them really have had experience on here. The most experience has been Jared Goff from his time in L.A. So they come in here really young. They start out hot. They go to this big 17-point lead. Everything's looking great, yes. But halftime is when you see the good coaches versus the great coaches because the great coaches can actually adapt and come back on the second half and start winning. Niners came back. And guess what? They started dominating. Offense comes out. Brock Purdy comes out. Everybody needs to stop the Brock Purdy hate once and for all because he showed you that he can play from behind and he can help lead a team back. Now, he, that's what happened to offense. The Lions offense, on the other hand, did not capitalize. And you know what? I'm going to say the entire team did not capitalize because we can talk about Josh Reynolds and his drop passes all we want. But there was also a 30-plus yard bomb that Brandon Ayu caught that was originally off a defensive back's uh, face mask. And that should have been an interception right there. 50-yarder, right? Look at that. Yeah. Even there. Just that a was circus a play. Like, I didn't even know what it was happening at that point. That was a huge momentum swing right there. And this, this is what NFL playoff football is. You grab the momentum, and if you can control it the majority of the time, you got the best chance of winning. And that is exactly what happened in this game. Now, to answer the main question, if this uh, style from Dan Campbell is sustainable for the future, absolutely it is. Because let's be honest, we've seen way too many coaches play way too conservative, and they essentially lose the game for their teams. I have no problem with Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down because – Look at this stat right here from their kicker battle. From 40 to 49 yards, his field goal percentage is 77.1%. That is during his whole career. And if you go one more yard to 50 plus, 38.5%. So this game taught us one thing this offseason. The Lions need a kicker. They need someone that they can trust for those fourth down moments. Maybe you don't have to go for it all the time. And then you could take the three points. So that's going to be a big thing that Detroit needs. But they are on the right track now that they know that, that they got Ben Johnson back. That was so huge. Like seeing that that news break, I'm like, okay, lines are going to be just fine next year. Like that was the big thing of 
my concern with how well the season was going for them. I'm like, this staff is going to get poached like so, so fast. It's amazing what Dan Campbell is doing that he's able to retain Ben Johnson when he's no doubt. I mean, there's got to be offers there. There's got to be head coaching offers there at, at minimum. And like, also shout, I mean, on the other side of it, shout out to the 49ers because Justin, you hit it perfectly. They came out in the second half with just perfect adjustments. The offense was clicking. It was all just night and day almost. And I didn't honestly think Kyle Shanahan had it in him because we all know the stats of him going into the fourth quarter without the lead and all that. Like he's not a play from behind type of coach and the 49ers aren't necessarily a play from behind type of team. Like one of the big key points that, that had been talked about on the preview for this game on the channel um, I don't remember who brought it up, but the Niners needing to get out ahead in front uh, um, really, really quickly. And they didn't and still managed to and still managed to get the win. I cannot give enough credit to Kyle Shanahan. I cannot get enough give enough credit to Brock Purdy on this because I need Brock Purdy to win the Super Bowl now because on the other side of it, on the, on the AFC side of it, it's the Chiefs. And I'm disgusted. But before we get to that, we got to talk a That's little greatness. bit about the Niners. Because, Sammy, you didn't talk about the Niners at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I wanted to talk about them a little bit because, you know, look, this is – okay, look, I'll be honest. I'll be honest about Brock Purdy. I'm not the biggest fan. Not the biggest fan. I wasn't the entire play. season. And, 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 and believe me, I love being proved wrong. Because what that does is validates my my pick of, you know, the Niners making it to the Super Bowl, which I did predict. Thank God I got something right this year. Um, <laughs> I was wrong about the Lions being frauds, uh, but I was not wrong on them not making the Super Bowl. Granted, it had to happen in epic proportion, but I was right nonetheless. Look, look, the Niners, what was the narrative for not just this year, but in the past five years that they've been a Shanahan that Shanahan has been the coach. They're front runners. They get ahead and they stay ahead. Okay, that's the, that's been the entire narrative. They stay ahead and then there's this one time where they'll just blow the lead in the Super Bowl back in 2019 against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Right when they go down, they stay down. But this year would seem different. And I said it after the Packers game. This team doesn't come back. It's they're not supposed to come back. When it's over, when they're down, it's over. That's it. But Brock Purdy, credit to him. I know sometimes you rather be lucky than good. That Pat, that Brandon IU catch, he overthrew, and it should have been intercepted. But it wasn't intercepted. And Brandon IU came down with it. So we move. And Brock Purdy, that one throw, there was that one throw. And then in the chat, um, Matt mentioned, hey, what, he can't keep getting away with this. But you notice after that throw, he didn't make a single other turnover worthy play. That was it. That was the last. It's as if Brock Purdy said, that's the last straw. I got lucky this last time. I'm not getting lucky again. And he kept on making throw after throw after throw. He was using his legs. I mean, give credit to where credit is due. Brock Purdy proved me wrong. He can do it. He can come back. Now, the defense is still worrisome. It was because, quite frankly, what did you need to cut, get this comeback? You needed a drop. You needed a fumble. Then you needed another drop. And then they were still driving down the field. You needed a, a missed throw from Jared Goff, which I'll give credit to the defense there. But let's be completely honest. 
the lines were still humming. They were. But had it not been for a couple of miscues, three straight miscues on three straight possessions, the lines are moving down this field. So the Niners defense, it's third over third ranked defense in the NFL. There's clearly some holes in it. And the pass rush bringing in Chase Young has clearly not done wonders that we all thought. And I think it's safe to say Chase Young has been underwhelming as a top draft pick in the in in the league a couple of years ago. I knew ago. that wasn't going to work. I've seen him twice a year the last couple of yeah. years in Washington. Yeah, Chase Young Chase Young is definitely was definitely one of those, you know, trades that the Niners did. It wasn't really high risk. It was just to add another pass rusher. But in turn, their pass rushing kind of dipped a bit. And I did not expect that. But Nick Bosa had an amazing game. Nick Bosa was pressuring all day long. Overall, this team is still really good. This team is really, really damn good. And there's a reason they came back against the Lions. But this defense has to clean up. Because this Pat, this, this Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City offense... Say what you want about them. I know they didn't get any points in the second half, but they will exploit some kind of weakness. And they did it in the first half last week. They can do it again. So I, I need the Niners to really stiffen up and, and make sure that they're ready to, for Isaiah Pacheco in two weeks because Isaiah Pacheco, the way he runs, he runs hard. And if the Lions had taken advantage of that uh, with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, the likelihood is we could t- be talking about Detroit being in the Super Bowl, but we don't live in a world of hypotheticals. So we move on. We live in the here and now. And the here and now is the San Francisco 49ers are going to be playing against the Kansas City Chiefs in Las Vegas. And speaking of Las Vegas, I've got to throw it to my resident Vegas Raiders fan. Ricky, give me your thoughts on the Niners. What what do you see in that defense that needs to change if they want to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, I think Sammy hit it, hit it perfectly, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> they I don't want to say lucky, but you know, they did the ball did bounce their way a couple of times there consecutively. Even on the fumble, even even on the fumble that they forced, if you watch that fumble, Jameer Gibbs went exactly. They they were in a miscommunication literally from the jump. It almost felt like destiny, like this comeback is gonna happen, you know, because it just felt so unlucky. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, there's definitely holes, and they better tighten up. They got two weeks to tighten their shit because. Yeah, the Chiefs don't make those mistakes. Now, do I have my concerns about the the Chiefs still? I do still have some concerns about the Chiefs, okay? Um, Because their offense still isn't vintage Chiefs offense, okay? But, I mean, we're talking about the 49ers specifically. They better tighten up because the Chiefs are not going to let them off the hook the way that the Lions did, the way that young uh jordan love did you know throwing across his body and missing a couple throws on key third downs they're not gonna scathe away against andy reed they're not gonna scathe away versus travis kelsey uh you know they're not gonna get away from patrick they're not gonna scathe away from patrick mahomes like that who by the way has never lost in las vegas just throwing that out there um yeah, I know. Oh my god! I, was just yeah. like, I wonder uh, why games there. What is that? Hey, look, man. When you when you face like four zero, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, look, man, it, it happens when you're one of the best QBs to ever play the game, Ricky. It just does. It's, it's just <laughs> oh, a common prick that comes with it. Hey, we we made him look pedestrian in Arrowhead on Christmas Day, okay? That's so, yeah, well, <laughs> well, you're home and so am I. So it really doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But look, but anyway, back to the Niners. I mean, they got two weeks to tighten their shit up. Um, they better. You know, they better be dotting their I's and, and crossing their T's, man, because those guys over there can scheme it up. <laughs> those guys sure. can fucking do it. So, um, I mean, they are they got all the talent in the world, but, I mean, yeah, they, they do feel a little underwhelming this playoffs, you know, defensively. Um, now, that being said, I mean, I know we're not previewing the Super Bowl just yet, just kind of throwing some points out there. Uh, that being said, you know, I, I won't be surprised if, if the Niners are, are hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the day, but it's not an official pick yet, but, uh, I don't have one yet, but they better tighten up, man. Cause, cause they definitely have some flaws and they won't get away with them against Kansas city. No doubt about it. I mean, we're talking about Kansas city, not necessarily being that vintage KC offense. San Francisco has not been that vintage 49ers defense. So it's, it's on both sides of it in this one. It's gonna be really, it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. I feel like we should just go to the AFC, right? Mm-hmm. We got at this point. Let, let's talk about it because, as I said, those Kansas City Chiefs did not score nary a single point in the second half, and it didn't seem to matter because the Baltimore Ravens could only put up ten points, anyways. I'm disgusted. I wanted so badly. <laughs> Fucking grossed out. I'm fucking grossed out. I wanted <laughs> so badly for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh to be in the Super Bowl. But I live in a bizarro nightmare hellscape. And Sammy, you're just going to dance all over it, aren't you? No, I'm not. What are you guys talking about? Look, the Ravens lost to the best QB ever. There's no shame in that, okay? There's no shame. The best QB ever. There's no shame in it. Now, on but onto why the Ravens lost this game cuz clearly we're going to clearly I'm going to look, you can put up the the you can put up those Super Bowls all you want. We're not going to discuss Tom Brady on this podcast. I know you somebody mean, who's editing this. about the greatest quarterback who's ever Stop played. Have so. You have to if you're going to make that statement, you oh, have well. to. Well, okay guys, look, we've been over this as a talent Patrick Mahomes is the best QB we have I have ever seen. As a talent, is he the greatest? No. But is he the best? Yes. With his combined accolades, combined with his talent, already yes. But that's not what we're here to discuss, gentlemen. Let's stick to the course, please. Nope, anyway. I'm going to give you one sidebar. Uh, Mahomes has two Super Bowls by the age of 28. Uh, Brady had three by the age of 27. Just putting that out there. Oh, that's good. Also, 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 Tom Brady was older going into the league than Patrick Mahomes was. And he uh, didn't start his first year. I know Patrick Mahomes also didn't do that, but whatever. I was going to say he didn't start his first year either. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, man, look, we're going to move on. The Ravens, I I, I saw a quick point. And and Kyle, you you, um, brought something else. And it's written right here, actually. Ravens forgot what got them to the dance. And that is exactly what what I thought of when I was writing my notes for this segment. The Ravens were first in rush play percentage. And they were first in rushing attempts. You know how many times they ran the ball this past Sunday? 16 times. 
what got them to the dance they were not executing over 80 percent passing plays in unbelievable and the running backs gus edwards what three two two three carries justice hill two carries zay flowers got two carries that's a wide receiver congrats lamar jackson had eight carries and some of them were from throwing attempts lamar jackson is an amazing talent a special talent and he can throw we all know he can throw but is that his strength we got can all agree it isn't what's his strength it's always been his legs okay and what todd munkin wanted to do essentially was go into a throwing match against a chiefs defense that was one of the best passing defenses in the league the week before this game the bills were running all over the chiefs in the first three quarters the only thing that exposed them that defense the the only the only quarter they got exposed was the fourth and the fourth quarter is the most important quarter of course but i watched the video on theo ash shout out to him and they showed the exact same play design on all of the runs and eventually spags figured it out well with the ravens you're not going to have that issue because there's a bunch of sets you can run with lamar jackson and justice hill and gus edwards and run a bunch of sets it's not going to be the same formation constantly you're not going to have an, an extra down lineman every single time but for whatever reason todd munkin said i'm going to have lamar's arm take us to the super bowl ladies and gentlemen that is exactly what gets you fired and unfortunately todd munkin's not going to get most of the blame it's going to be lamar jackson lamar jackson didn't have that bad of a game okay he didn't he didn't he was actually one of the, the only reason they were in that game to begin with the wide receivers weren't creating separation right the running game they were not go, do, going to but lamar made a couple of mistake he made a mistake and eventually people are going to point at that mistake because hey you should have thrown it here instead of there look the bottom line is this guys when you forget what got you to the dance you end up slipping and falling and that's what the ravens did this was one of the best teams we've ever seen in the regular season but that's the key isn't it in the regular season the chiefs have been dominating in the playoffs for six years and the difference has always been one guy it's been patrick mahomes lamar jackson is going to learn from this i don't think he's done i don't think we should ask these questions of is lamar the guy no he's clearly the guy but the question now for the rest of his career up until he retires can he win the big ones can he beat these quarterbacks can he beat these teams because his only two playoff wins guys was against ryan Tannehill and against cj stroud who's a rookie and granted cj stroud's a damn good rookie but he's a rookie he's so good he really I is can't understand how much i love cj stroud keep going yeah and 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 that's pretty much oh another thing i completely forgot to tell you i let me give my flowers to the chiefs defense right i don't want to just i don't want to just completely blame the ravens offense the Chiefs defense is legit, guys. It's, okay. it's legit, and it's been legit. It's the best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever had. And it's a reason why they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. We can 
we can we can give the flowers to Patrick Mahomes all he wants, and, and I'm going to give him those flowers every single time. But the reason why they're in the Super Bowl is because of that defense. Make no mistake about it. So, look, man, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. You know, every single time we think it's not their year, Patrick Mahomes, whether it's the defense, whether it's the weapons, whether it's kind of not really both, it doesn't matter. He'll find a way. <sighs> it sucks. Well, for maybe some of you guys. For me, it's just, you know, it's just greatness. I don't know. You're in the AFC. Chill the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. Hey, it's greatness. I, I can I can praise greatness just like I praise Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. So Really? I didn't know you were such a big fan. Oh, in hindsight, yes, I can appreciate greatness. Of course, when he's playing, I'm very upset, Kyle. My goodness. <laughs> but hey, man, you always greatness. played him well in Miami, at least. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's my. Oh, wow. We, no, let's raise the banner. We played him well in Miami. My goodness. <laughs> uh, I just got to, you know, I just got to poke holes where I can because. I don't want to talk about the Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes. I will appreciate the talent. I'll appreciate the greatness. He's not there yet. Oh, that's not cool. There yet. He's got to, I mean, you've got to win three in at least. Some people say you can do it in six years. I say you got to do three out of four to five to be a dynasty. That's just me. So the window's already closed. I digress. I'll throw it right over wow. to our, our resident AFC West uh, aficionado. Ricky, give me your thoughts on those motherfuckers going back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Stop, Kyle. I would think Ricky would be the one saying that. <laughs> you know what's crazy is you guys don't have to play this guy twice a year and uh, never win a division title. Like you just, you just know you're never gonna win. You're never gonna even get a home playoff game like with this guy in your division. Like I don't know, you guys, you guys all hate him so much, and you don't have to see him twice. <laughs> I, hey man, oh. hey, I don't hate. I appreciate. Look, it's 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 these two schmucks up there. I don't I don't know, man. I, We're I, out of I, conference cool. and we hate him. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. As as far as this uh, AFC title game goes, I know uh, you know I know Tom. Uh, um, you know Munkin's name is is being thrown out there. You know and being you know battered around for the game plan. But I want to look at John Harbaugh for a second. Like hey, like oh, yeah, when when. When Munkin brings you this game plan and says, hey, <clears throat> you know, we want to drop back and we want to, uh, you know, we want to put it all in Lamar's arm, you know, and not saying that he can't do that, not saying that he doesn't have the ability to do that, but it's it's not the full identity of that team, of that offense. If I'm John Harbaugh, I'm like, dude, I'm voiding that shit. Like, I'm throwing that, throw that thing out the window, throw that thing out the window, get rid of it. Uh, we are not doing that. You know, and I saw them. I saw them line up in an empty backfield shotgun set, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" W play calling, and it's like, okay, like you're not down. You're not. You weren't like the Niners who were down 17 points. You were down 10 points. Like this is. It's not a freaking astronomical number. Um, not. It's not Mount Everest that you got to climb to get back in this game. You, you know what I'm saying? So. I'm kind of my critique is more with John Harbaugh as the head the of that organization, and not you know the the offensive game plan and even even defensively. I know they tightened up in the second half, obviously not allowing a point in the second half. But it's like how do you not how do you allow 
the one the one major weapon to have 11 catches for over 100 yards on 11 targets how do you not bump the guy at the line of scrimmage how do you not double him how do you not bracket coverage him how do you not do that how do you like and granted i know a lot of them were little dump offs little screens and you know travis is is good at finding openings and whatnot but you got to do something man there's so much talent on that defense throw it throw the kitchen sink at the guy make some amazing linebackers and strong safeties keep going make make watson beat you you know hell even make rasheed rice beat you you know make all these other guys freaking beat you man it it was it was really frustrating to watch because it just it just didn't look it wasn't the same like ravens that we were used to seeing all season you know what i mean and and maybe you know and maybe that is the patrick mahomes factor i don't know but i mean they did tighten up in the second half you know i liked what they i liked what they did in the second half but you know the offense just never really put it together of course you can point to the zay flowers you know um the fumble the the personal fouls and you know all of the bonehead mistakes that that baltimore was was making that cost that cost them tons of yardage you know there's so many things um it was really more so a, a just a frustration to watch because you know that that organization that that team that roster the talent what they've shown all year you you it was so frustrating because you know that the product that they put out there that day the performance that they put on they it could have been much better it could have been much 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 better from that group and i expected more i expected more from a hardball team you know for from mike mcdonald from munkin and in company you know from the coaching aspect from the brains behind the operation i mean and the, and the biggest indicator that you know it was a game plan issue the ravens had more total yards the ravens had more passing yards and the ravens had significantly more yards per play but the chiefs had more rushing yards huh oh wow what's this running the damn ball will help you win games in the playoffs and we live in the go go fuck off running backs era right now it's disgusting i hate it i'm gonna throw it to uh to a guy who might be paying his running back relatively soon hopefully uh justin give me your thoughts on that afc title game <laughs> they ain't paying that man <laughs> i'm trying to get as many different can segments as i can somewhere in this recording insert richard sherman saying run the damn ball what run the ball run it yep anyways let, let's talk about this game and you know what i'm gonna shit on the ravens and then i'm gonna praise um the chiefs on this one yeah, first sure. the ravens couple of things one coaching we already talked about it so i'm just gonna put it up in this and say this if you think you are going to win a shootout passing fight between lamar jackson and patrick mahomes something's wrong with you because they are two different styles of quarterbacks and only one of them i would trust in a shootout with just their arm and it ain't lamar jackson damn right number two flags and usually when we talk about flags on here we talk about the referees and bad calls which have been terrible this whole game the ravens have made some of the most boneheaded personal fouls that i think i've ever seen Let's start with the uh, what could be the most egregious one, but 
it will be the Chiefs' last possession, and the defense tries to go into the neutral zone because they try to stop the clock. They think we're going to give them the first down because we'll do better on first and 10 than first and five. Granted, I would think that that is a smart idea. What was not smart is putting the guard on his ass by doing that. Because now, instead of only giving up five yards, you gave up a whole 15. And again, football's a momentum game. You basically just gave him momentum. The second one, which I think is more egregious, and this goes to my next person that I'm going to call out, Zay Flowers. (laughs) I will give you a lot of leeway as a rookie. But the two things I will not give you leeway with is one, intentionally pushing a player after you made a good play. You made a big play. But nowhere did it say you needed to continue to push this man's shoulder back into the turf and spin the ball in front of him. Because now you just turned a 30-yard play into a 15-yard play. Why? You, you wasn't thinking. The second one, which was a great play by LeJerry Sneed, was that fumble in the end zone. Because Zay Flowers should have took that in there. But like every dynamic, shifty runner... You don't hold the ball high and tight. I came from the Giants. I'm a Giants fan where Tiki Barber had to be told to hold it high and tight. <laughs> and unfortunately, receivers don't do that. They, they tend to just ho- hold it however they can. And guess what? Now you just coughed it up and you should have been tied, but you didn't do it. And that's why you lost. Now, switching it over to Kansas City. One of the things I would agree with, this is the most complete defense that I have seen Kansas City have in the last six years. I have been critical of Kansas City's defense. I have always said, if Kansas City wins, it's going to be on Patrick Mahomes. This is the first year where if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, it's not because of Patrick Mahomes. It is because of that defense. Y'all look so shocked. Hold up. Watch, watch. I'm, yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that statement at all. Yeah, I'll give you a couple names. George Karloff has been showing out these playoffs. Pretty much showing out off se- all season. This is his breakout year. Stud. Chris Jones pretty much puts everybody on the asses. He's pretty much been a force over here. And now for the four main people: Legarius Sneed, All Pro, Justin Reed, Mike Edwards, Trent McDuffie. If you look at any of those past plays that the Ravens had, how far, how much distance did they have between the receivers and the corners? They were glued to them. None. They were blanketed the entire time. This is why I'm saying that that championship, if Kansas City is to win it against the Niners, is going to be based on that defense, specifically the DBs, because now you're going up against Ayuk. Debo, uh, Jennings, freaking use check could be used in the backfield. McCaffrey. He was toe tapping. He was toe, uh, as a fullback. Toe tapping. They got them fullbacks. Shanahan got fullbacks toe tapping. We are, the, the, the no. Chiefs might not He's be ready. Who knows? Throwback and, fucking and for some guy. reason, I, I trust it. the Chiefs against that. Now, if you flip it, because I know we're not doing a preview of the Super Bowl, do I trust the Niners defense against Kansas City's offense. I, I the DB wide receiver matchup is kind of skilled, like right there with each other in terms of skill sets. Oh so, well, 
Uh, Charverius Ward is an all pro. Charverius Ward is really guy. good. Charverius Ward is really good. Okay, but so yeah. I'll give I'll give Ward that, but I, I don't trust the Niners DBs as much as I would trust Kansas City's based on how it is. And it's crazy that all of these coordinators are getting head coaching calls and Steve Spagnuolo isn't doing nothing after he led the Giants to winning two Super Bowls against the Patriots. But I'll just leave it there. All right, all right, okay. Why don't, you, why don't you just leave it there? And we are, we're dangerously encroaching on Super Bowl preview. And we got to save that. We got to save that for the Friday crew. There you have it, folks. A nice short and sweet one. That's all the action that we have for championship weekend. And now there's only one game left. But don't worry, because that means the offseason's right around the corner. And that means we're going to be pumping out some draft content. We're going to be talking about new head coaches, new staffs, all of that fun stuff where – we're going to the offseason, people. Everyone's about to win the Super Bowl, and everyone's also about to get the first overall pick. It's a beautiful time, and everyone's lying to each other. I can't wait to get to it. But before we get to that, we've got to have our Super Bowl. It's going down, the 49ers and the Chiefs. God help us all. This is the worst-case scenario. But I digress. <laughs> two best two teams of- in the league. Kyle, the two oh, best teams in the God. league. Sure. Cry about it. Cry sure. about it. Sure, everyone knows that everyone knows that we would have rather had Eminem make a surprise cameo for Usher's halftime show because the Lions are in the Super Bowl. I digress. Until the next time, it has been so great hanging out with you all in the Gridiron segment. That is Sammy. That's Justin. That's Ricky. My name is Kyle. Until the next time, peace. And two during the men's Royal Rumble match, and you instantly saw the excitement coming from the WWE Universe.